dinner's short tonight. I'm not roasting and I'm not roasting a chicken. I'm cooking too. Oh, oh. I'm cooking. I am cooking um, lamb shoulder. So. Oh wow. Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom, one half of the Omcast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. So tonight we're talking about the newly released Wonder Woman 1984, directed by Patty Jenkins and starring Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, uh, Pedro Pascal and Kirsten Wig. Yes. Yes. So, it's here. It's fucking here. It's here. It's actually here. A new film. A new film. Um, yeah, so this has been the much delayed, even before the whole COVID thing, this film in particular was delayed. I think it was originally meant to come out last year um, and it yeah. got pushed back to the summer of this year. And then obviously COVID happened and it got pushed and pushed and pushed. Um, in the States, they're releasing it on um, the Warner Brothers um, HBO Max. Okay. And in certain cinemas on Christmas Day. Um, but what they've done here in the UK is they've released it in cinemas. And as some of you may know the uk is in a tier system so depending on what tier your particular region of the country is in certain cinemas are open and the cinemas that are open are able to show it again with lots of restrictions you have to have um seats booked out away from you but long story short is the film came out here on the 16th of december and you can go and see it at a cinema if there's a cinema open near you so we went um and saw it what did we think of wonder woman 84 yeah, it was fun. It was, it was good. Really good, wasn't it? I really I, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. It was... Um, yeah, so obviously environment has a lot to do with film and cinema to this year, especially. like yeah. Usually films can be the sort of, uh, you know, victim to their own hype. So like, you know, Star Wars Episode 1, for example, and and other stuff like that but yeah it doesn't exist in a bubble yeah yeah exactly so like we are looking at sort of the way that this has come out this year has been we're very grateful for new things and for this to come out like this is a distinctly uh, is good and it's a very different superhero film yeah it's a very new approach to the way that they sort of deal with things within it and it's a very yeah. optimistic and very caring and loving sort of yeah. outlook on it which is what it should be for a wonder woman movie is that that's exactly what it's all about so i feel they really nail that yeah. um and there's definitely yeah, like, like my like what well, part of my complaint is it's a bit long yeah it's probably a bit long yeah um but uh it's like a two it's like a two hour 220 maybe 215 22 yeah 220 15 runtime and it's yeah. quite so it's quite a long film and you know it doesn't suffer from being overstuffed it moves at a really really good pace yeah i think the pace is good um but But i feel like they could have there are some shortcuts they could have taken yeah there's quite a few things that they could have cut out like like things that feel like they weren't necessarily needed to push it to where it need where it was Mm. you know like the show don't tell uh was taken a little too literally here yeah in some cases but yeah what did you Sort of. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought it was like I say it was. Um, there was like there's a there's a confidence to it that I really like. The fact that it's like 
because um, I've rewatched the first one this week as well, um, just to sort of refresh. Mm. Um, and it's just like you can see from the, the filmmaker and and the character herself, like they just they just get it. They like really they launch straight into it. There's this amazing opening sequence that is set on Themyscira, where it's young Diana taking part in like their their equivalent of the Olympics. Um, yeah. And like straight from the get go, it's like, oh my god, the, like the scale of it is just massive, um, and it's and it's great. It's just it's really like it's fun. Everything's bright. It's it looks amazing. Um, I think the main thing is like it's the four central um, actors in the film are brilliant. Each one of them yeah. does an amazing, like brilliant performance, and they're all fun to spend time with. So it means that even though there are things that drag out and you do get long scenes, it means that every one of them like earns every bit of screen time you know if you're spending a scene with pedro pascal it's great it's pedro pascal he's having a great time yeah. um and same with kirsten kirsten wig was a bit of a revelation for being this i have to say um because i remember when they first cast her i was like uh, okay like yeah i don't know if i'm ever gonna buy kirsten wig as being menacing in any way do you know what i mean because she's just like the steve like all the the my idea of who she was was like a you know, uh, Saturday Night Live, like, you know, Steve Carell type, like, comedian. Yeah. yeah do you know what I mean? Like, I just, it's the comedy angle and that's it. Um, yeah. And that's how, that's how she started out in this. But she has a really good arc and she really, and she sells it. She really sells it. Um, she does. She, she does a great job. And it's like, yeah, like you say, she's gone from, um, it, it sort of does take a particularly sort of dark turn at one point as well. Yeah. yeah. With her with her sort of character arc because you expect her you expect what you expect to happen at that starting point of the film when this thing happens to her and you 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 see that coming and you go okay but then there's like another two more beats after that which adds sort of like you say like add those sort of layers in Mm. complexity which really sells it yeah because if Um, if if it hadn't if she would have just been this one-dimensional character and then there is a fairly big leap at one point. Yeah, I thought that would, that from a physical point of view, I thought there would be more of a gradual transformation, um, but not 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 so much. Um, but like, I feel like they could have like because I think people know from the trailers now because they had to like promote it more than they would have. There is she becomes the character cheater, um, and a lot of people they were probably concerned about the the um, the cat's paradigm. As, shall we call it <laughs> yeah, um, the uncanny yeah. valley of cats? So I think like maybe they skipped a couple of steps to avoid comparisons to that potentially. Um, yeah. So that might be the way around it. But yeah, I mean, from a yeah from a technical like the performances are all great. I thought that some of the action sequences are brilliant, like just really well oh, yeah. choreographed, cool. Like yeah, the opening sequence where you see uh, in a full um, outfit in the eighty shopping mall. It's just a great like setting of time and place. Like everything's bright and like excess, excess, excess everywhere. Um, and she's just kicking ass, and it's great. It's really yeah. It's just really good fun. Yeah, it's and that's that's what I wanted to add about it. It's really fun. It's a really optimistic film. It's a really hopeful film. It's yeah. kind of the film that we needed this year. We yeah. didn't, you know, we needed something like this to be bright and vivid and colorful and you know it's like it's set in the 80s so you you know you don't have to be like well that's that's unrealistic because we're all stuck at home you know it's it's it doesn't work like that it's 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 having fun and it's sort of letting yeah. you lead in to sort of see into this sort of brighter vision that but she just, has it, and yeah and it just it uses that 80s setting like perfectly because it's sort of it it 
blends into the themes of the films because obviously we get this idea i won't spoil it too much like there's a big mcguffin in this movie um that is that the whole plot is centered around um but a lot of it like the theme of it always like people's greed and having what you want versus what that costs you and all that sort of stuff which is yeah. very 80s it's very you know it, it feeds into that environment immediately um but it also did things that i never even thought of about you know well what's going on in the world like geopolitically at that point is like what's the cold war is yeah. it and i go oh shit yeah i didn't even think about that so it's like the consequences become bigger and bigger and then you go oh well, russia and america are like aiming all their nukes at each other you just go yeah oh fuck i hadn't even thought about that yeah <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah um, but like it uses the setting really well, I think, on like on a number of levels. It does, and it really, really works in the way that it sort of pulls in because uh, it's using like a lot of like real world messaging as well. Yeah, like the you know there is a um, like <laughs> a love with love message in there as well, which is really nice and refreshing to see. And there are sections where you're like this is really great because this is actually teaching people a really bold lesson and teaching at no point does she, you know, one of the, one of the problems that we had with wonder woman, the original wonder, uh, the, the new wonder woman Mm. was the fact that it had a really great message all throughout the film until right at the end. And she had to punch a big monster. Yeah. And you're like, well, okay. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to say spoilers, but that's that's not how this. Yeah, but just yeah, it's that. not a spoiler to say the res, the resolution does not involve punching someone. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's, it's not about yeah, how someone turning up and then punching them so they stop. Yeah, um, yeah, it's more nuanced than that. And that, again, that's quite a brave, bold. I think that's the kind. Again, that's the kind of thing. Whereas, like, if it was the first movie, they would have like the studio would have insisted on it being a fight at the end. But because it's the second one. And there's more creative control from the likes of Patty Jenkins and all that. They probably said, "Yeah, you've got more free reign to have yeah. this play out the way you want it to play out." Yeah, and that's the thing. And like they had, like studio involvement. Like so, it was written by Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns. Yeah, and Jeff Johns is like the DC guy over at Marvel, at, over, over at Warner Brothers. So he's that guy getting involved and sort of saying right this is how the characters worked here in the past and this is where she's done this and this is where she's done that and yeah this is what she's this is her messaging and patty obviously gets that yeah and it this is this is what i wanted the first one to be yeah but the first one was like it was very bleak and it was very gritty and it was very suited to sort of the character we were introduced to but this is the world that i want to see wonder yeah. woman exist in i feel like in a lot of ways and this isn't um there are there are some surface level like comparisons to make but it's more i think it goes a little bit deeper than that but this really does feel like wonder woman the winter soldier yeah because you know her first movie was an origin story it was a very much a period piece this is also a period piece but it's very you know that was a a costume drama more so because it was a world war one movie she was very naive like finding yeah her place in the world and then we fast forward however long and it's still that trying to find your place in this world that you you know coming to grips with um, but it just, it felt, yeah, the character coming into their own in the same way that Cap did in The Winter Soldier. That's when Cap became cool. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's when Cap, like, it really, everything, what he stands for really got put to the test in this new world. And the same thing happened to Wonder Woman in this movie. Um, and yeah, it just, it felt, and it had that confidence and that assurance of of what they were doing. 
uh, both behind the camera and in front of it. And I, yeah, it really did feel like that to me. Like, yeah, it's like DC's Winter Soldier. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it just felt so... I don't know. It's It was one of those things when you sort of, you're watching it and you're like, this is great. Like, I'm yeah. having fun. Like, by, not by any stretch is this like my favourite film in the world. Oh, no, but it's, it's not. A really, yeah. But it's a really good film for 2020. It's a really good film for the DC universe. Oh, yeah. It's in terms really of the DC film. films, I think it's definitely uh, arguably the best they've put out. Um, I think, yeah, it would take a couple more rewatches to, to sort of d- definitively rank it alongside the likes because I really like Shazam um, yeah. and some of the other films they've done recently. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of their strongest. And that, again, it, it comes down to when they give people creative control, this is what happens. Well, when you... Yeah. Get the right people in. Yeah. Don't try and force a message and say, right, this is, this is how we're doing this. Yeah. And this is how we're doing this. And this is how we're doing this. You go, mm-hmm. you crack yeah. on, like we believe in you and take it from there. So I think, uh, yeah, overall, I think this is a great film. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Um, I do want to talk about the, uh, We'll do some spoilers. The, the premiere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we get into that, the, the other third person who I think we need to call out um, because it's a big point of contention, or I thought it was going to be, um, is the whole Chris Pine element of it. Because mm. I remember when I first saw like the first like set images of him back, and this was ages ago. It must have been like 2018. Like, do you know what I mean? It was so long ago now. It feels like this film's been in production and being talked about. Um, but they were saying, oh, they're bringing Chris Trevor back, uh, um, Steve Trevor back. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I remember what, yeah. oh, shit, what are they going to do? And like, I was like, that's one of the better things of that movie is that whole sequence. And, and Pine is, is massively underrated. I think he's great. He's always brilliant in everything he's in. Um, and he should sort of, uh, he should have a franchise of, unto himself, but he does a great job in these. Um, yeah. But I won't spoil what they do, but all I'll say is I found, I was satisfied with it. I thought they did a really yeah. good job. Um, it wasn't a throwaway thing. It was integral to the plot. Um, yeah. And it was integral to the growth of her character as yeah, well. Yeah. And it was ca- like they, and the two characters had discussions about what it was that was happening and what the consequences were and all that sort of stuff. So it, it wasn't something that they just sort of waved magic wand, he's back, and then just didn't talk about it. Do you know what I mean? They just, it was a, it was like, like I say, it, it was central to the entire point of the film. Yeah. Um, and they and the performances from the pair of them were great. I love the whole the sequence we get where she's sort of showing him around the world, and she's all confident and assured, and he hasn't got a clue what's going on. It was great. It's just it's a complete reversal of yep. what happened in the first movie when they first turn up in in London. She's like running her over, like standing in front of cars, not knowing what to do, um, and he has to like keep stopping her from getting killed. Um, and then here, here we have it just. I could watch Chris Pine be amazed by 80s technology. For, <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's just, he's so like, it's just, like, there's a whole, must be a five minute sequence, but there's no dialogue. It's just his face looking in wonder at things. And it's so, it's just really entertaining because he's such a good performer. He's so like fun to watch. Like, I could just, I'd sit there and watch that for half an hour. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, there is, so one of the things, uh, this is going to sound awful. But one of the one of the things is like Gal Gadot is a great performer, mm. but when it comes to like 
she's very good at like smiling and reacting to things. She's not very good with the, like the comedy side of things. And she's very good at like the action side of things. There are things that she does fall down on, which I think is really, really has been like really well supported by Chris Pine and oh, fuck, I've forgotten her name from the Mr. office. Mike? No lady from the office in the first one. It's a candy. It's a candy. Yeah. Um, Lucy something. Yeah. Lucy And, yeah. um, Kristen Vig as well. Yeah. So the the way that they perform against one another, like it's so well cast because yeah, I think that she, like, the shortfalls that Gal Gadot yeah. has are lifted by Chris Pines and the Chris the performances that like Kristen has are lifted by Gal and like these things are all all work together. They're like, a really really effective group. Yeah, yeah and, they all, like, they all play Pan- off each other perfectly. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's the thing. I think it's fantastic to see that they are all sort of like. It, it does feel like an ensemble, you know, it's, it's a Wonder yeah. Woman movie and she's on the poster and it's all about her, but when you go and see it, like, everyone gets their moment, everyone, and like I said, they all complement each other and, like, and scenes are lifted by one another and, yeah, it's a great cast. Mm. Um, Pedro, yeah, Pedro's great and he has so much fun and he gets, he gets a, um, a an arc or, or, you know, he gets, there are nuances to different things he does, but he gets the smarmy 80s businessman and they do allude a little bit to, like, the sort of Trumpishness of him yeah. Um, but they don't. That's not very heavy-handed. It's just like one line, really, isn't it? It's where he sort of says, "Look, I'm a I'm a TV personality and a businessman." Yeah. And we sort of just looked at each other from like side glance, and then it just they, they sort of left it at that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and it's fine because that's what you would expect from yeah. this sort of big wig, you know, big wig '80s power suit, Golden Gecko esque. Yeah, I was worried they were going to use it. Like they were going to let the politics overtake it a little bit and really yeah. go in, like have some sort of scandal that he was involved in or, or whatever it happens to be, or, you know, have his name be on the top of the building or, or like really heavy handed things like that. But they didn't, they didn't do any of that. Um, mm. So it was just, it was a subtle ish um, nod to that. That's you know, that element of it. And then just left it at that, uh, which is all we needed because we don't need or reminded of that twat. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't. But, in that, but, and then, Again, like you look at like the character of um, Maxwell Lord mm. in this has has motivations. He has direction. He understands where he wants to be and what he wants to do. How he's going to get there. That's like this fundamentally like well worked out character like villain. Yeah, you know he is doing bad things, but he's not. He's doing things for power. And yeah. he's doing things for like different reasons. Like none of the stuff that he's doing is like, he's not like this mustache twirling villain. It's like cackling at everything. He's like, right, what's next? I need more. I need more. I need more. Which is, which was like representative of the eighties in the way that they did a lot of, um, you know, it was like this yuppie movement and. Yeah. But I think well, they, they do a really good job with him and grounding it with his son. So he has a son in the movie. Um, yeah, and fairly early on, they sort of you know, he he, he is that your dad is not a loser. I'm going to be the best of it, and like it's it also that he can be seen to his son as the. But it's not obviously it's not just it doesn't not exclusively just to his son. Is that he wants the whole world to see him as the best man ever? But he has this whole particular speech to his son saying, "Look, don't ever think of me as being a loser. Don't ever think of me as this." Yeah, um, and that's his big motivation. And then the other, I think, yeah, I think between him and Kirsten Wig and you know the um, 
was it Minerva? Uh, her name. Uh, um, yeah, Barbara Minerva. Barbara Minerva. She she's a really sympathetic villain as well. There are times even when her and Wonder Woman are fighting, and she sort of gets at her as a, why you, you know you're even now you're patronising me. Oh, well, I couldn't yeah. possibly handle the power, but you can. It's all right for you, but it's not all right for me. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. She is patronizing. She, yeah, I'm like, yeah. she's got a point. And like, it's always great when you can do that. When you know, villain, he's got a point. It's the same with you know the great, the better villains in Marvel. You know, like the Killmongers and the um, mm-hmm. Thanos is if they, yeah, they've got a point. They're not just like you say these mustache twirling cardboard cutouts. They've got clear motivations that you can understand. Yeah, um, exactly. And it just makes the whole thing that much more compelling. And I think, yeah, they did a really good job with both of them. Yeah, because exactly like you say, they're not pantomime villains. They're like, they have these sort of plots and they have their own motivations. They have their own threads. And yes, it all sort of ties in with Wonder Woman, you know, but it works. Mm. It just really, really works. It's, it's just this really cool cool little film that's good well i say little but it's a really cool film that's come out and like everyone in it's got these amazing performances like the evolution of barbara from where she goes from one side to the next and you're like okay she's now this person and yeah she's um, like totally different from what she was like like uh, the contrast between like her opening scenes like her opening scenes are what you expect from a kirsten wig performance she's a bit sort of nerdy and shy and not confident and you know all the rest of it and then like to see her like trans transition but then yeah the, the big point of the film is what you lose it's like what is the monkey's paw i think that's part of it they talked about it well, they when you, literally say it yeah well that's they sort of come to that conclusion i think it was the, the scene that you, where you stepped out yeah um that, but they're discussing saying look there's always something that you have to give up what you're giving up in return um and like and with barbara it's like her character and her good heart and and that gets demonstrated and then you see what the consequences of that are um yeah. which is, again is a great message um and it is yeah it's a brilliant message and it's a great message for like younger women as well yeah. to have because you know in in a time when we're talking about like the the importance of representation mm-hmm. in cinema and it's really really easy for you and i as two white guys to be like well we're represented and not yeah. to see a representation issue because that's all we see you know yeah. like point out a protagonist for a film that's a white that's a non-white man yeah and i can tell you 10 that are yeah you know for every jack reacher you know there's well there's a fucking five or six jack reachers just types and they're like oh i'm a rough tough american guy that can punch and i used to be in the military and you're like like, that's cool um, like jake chambers he's a very big man (laughs) he's a big man he's big enough to play football yeah um, Sorry, I've derailed you completely. <laughs> no, but that's but that's what I'm saying is yeah, like know, that's that's exactly what we're looking at, and he is like you say. Part of the problem with that is that that's exactly what it is. It's just this big, tough white guy that's big and tough and white, and he can punch things and be white and American and a hero. Yeah, and um, rarely it's a British white guy hero, and then sometimes it's a you know a different white guy hero that's putting on an american accent yeah you know but that's and that's the thing is like like i was watching i was watching a video about something the other day um and they keep like the thing that we you and i keep going back to like that scene in endgame yeah. where all the female characters come in at once mm-hmm. and it's like 
it was another point of uh, like a just a white guy YouTuber being like, see Marvel, this is how you do it right, not this shit. And you're like, fuck off, it's not for you. Like was somebody, that, that there's going to be like was 10 that in people. Was that reference to the um, Mandalorian this week by any chance? Yes. Because yeah, I did kind yeah, of, like, I hate to be that guy, but I did kind of agree, I do, to a certain extent, not in the, not the sentiment the yeah, way yeah. you said it, but I do kind of agree no. in a little, a little way. Yeah. But at what point, <laughs> like, bit. but, yeah. But it's like, we've got, um, you know, like, we'll get to that when we talk about Mando, but that's yeah, yeah, yeah. what we're saying yeah. about, like, this bit in here. Mm. When you, when you look at it in this, there's, the representation is there. There's, you know, she's not being taught a lesson by a man. She's come to that conclusion on her own. She knows what she needs to do. Yeah. At each point as she goes through, she has a man to talk to, but when it comes to the final point, it's just her on her own. Yeah. You know, um, she is the definition of strong, independent woman. Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, there are, and there are moments throughout with her relationships with other women. So we do get that nice, um, you know the stuff at the very beginning with the um, the flashback, so we do get to see Connie Nielsen and um, mm. Robin Wright again, and like that was used really well. They didn't like keep like, again when they announced them. I was like, are they going to keep flashing back to them or find some silly way for them to be in it? It's like, nope, makes perfect sense. This is lesson like Diana learned back when she was a kid that is yeah. relevant for this movie, and it's it's a perfect like setup bookend to sort of set up with this is yeah. what this is the theme we're going to explore let's show you diana when she was a kid and when she learned this lesson the first time sort of thing um mm. but also then, like, um, one one thing i really like sorry to cut you off so quickly okay. but there's there's another point that i really enjoyed was the um when barbara and diana are having drinks yeah and she's like look at you like you've got all this you've got everything you like and she's like well spend a lot of time on my own like yeah. i don't have a lot of that stuff and it's like and that's a yeah that's another appreciating great... that you might just be looking at someone and being like you've got fucking everything but not you don't know their story you don't know exactly. who they yeah. really are you might see a... them on the outside of this really perfectly presented person but scratch the surface and everyone's got a story absolutely yeah i mean and that's another you know talking about you know people's mental health and you don't know what's going on with people all the time you think oh he seemed he seemed fine he seemed well adjusted and yeah you don't know and that's that's a it was a perfect yeah great little sort of microcosm of that in that that discussion um someone who you feel is you know confident has got everything in actual fact she's you know sits on her own and they they do these and again they don't they show don't tell but they do it in nice little subtle ways and don't go on about it so like just the yeah. they just show it by oh yeah you know, she sat there having dinner by herself and the waiter comes over and asks was anyone going to be joining you just, no and he takes all the stuff away that's it yeah and you get that oh she feels a bit lonely that's it and then there's then they move on to the rest of the plot they don't labor the point they they really you know they, they touch on all the things they need to touch on but just the right amount really and like there were other things other points during the movie where i was concerned that they were going to be overdoing it so i remember like stuff we're talking about representation and they do a great job but there was that first action sequence when she's um like kicking ass in the uh in the mall and there's this little girl there looking on um and it's like wow and it's like it's really cute and really great but i'm like I hope they don't do that every time she does something. There's a little girl looking on, like yeah. being impressed <laughs> yeah. by everything she does. Because we get it. She's an inspiration to little girls. I understand that. You don't need to have someone in every scene comment it. I was like, it's cool, but don't. Over and, they, and they didn't. It was literally just that first one, and that was it. But I was like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it was like the fact that it was the first one, it was just like, okay, I, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah. 
it's um, um, great. Yeah, and it was such a cool bit as well because it was really nice to see it. Yeah, it was. It was and like, it was like it's, it's always a really nice moment when you get that because, again, it's the representation from a different side of things. It's not just a white guy telling us, uh, showing us how fucking great they are, and you're like, "That's great." I've seen it every time I've watched a film for the last thirty-five years. Yeah, you know, I was just like, and it was so. But that sequence, like there are so many of those sequences in in every you know superhero movie, has got one of those up up front. It, like the opening sequence, you've got to have your hero in their costume doing what they do and being awesome. Yeah. But this felt very uniquely Wonder Woman's. Like, no, she's not like a dark vigilante of the night, like stealing people. No, she's bright. She's there. She's like she's in her costume. She does take out the security cameras, try and keep a little bit of anonymity. Yeah. Um. But like, she's not like beating the shit out of the guys. She's making quick. She goes, I hate guns. Yeah. And like and hanging them upside down by their ankles and just and just do you know what I mean being her she's not being apologi- apologetic about it yeah or trying to be something she's not um, and yeah it's great it's really it sets the tone for the film brilliantly it, it, it's amazing and it's like one of those things and you're like at no point does it really like there are things that especially the um the, the gal scenes especially are the ones that don't really um like hang around like they they work perfect with that first one it's like there's an attack she's got to do this but it actually works into the plot yeah. and you're like okay cool so that's actually that's helped us move along here yeah like, everything this, serves this a great. purpose like much as like you say there there may have been some fat they could have trimmed everything's there for a reason do you know what i mean there's there's yeah. a there's a purpose for everything um so yeah it's yeah it's, it's very well constructed and well written yeah, I think it's I think it's brilliant. Um, it was I I was did struggle a bit whilst I was watching. It. It's taken me a little bit to get to this sort of point where I'm like, yeah, actually, well, I really really enjoyed it. Do you want to because, talk about the premiere? Yeah, is that the yeah, thing that made you struggle? Yeah, yeah, okay. it's okay. like legitimately because <laughs> we walked in and <laughs> we had a um, like a premiere slash fan red carpet slash dc fandom yeah so when it first when we first got in um i thought they were just replaying the dc fandom from back in the summer which is when they debuted a trailer and they were saying sorry we can't release it over because i think then they were aiming for a november release um which obviously never ended up happening um but then what it actually turned out to be was they're using that same like digital set if you like interviewing um gal gadot patty jenkins They've got Pedro Pascal and um, Chris Pine and Kirsten Wig on video conferences on one side, and then a bunch of fans, like all in their little like individual houses, on the other. <laughs> and yeah. they were like, get like having a Q and A with the fans, and then they were like, then they had a bit with Hans Zimmer that was pre-recorded, but it just went on, didn't it? It just <laughs> it, it 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 just didn't stop. No, it was like half an hour. Um, and and it was just the same sort of inane PR questions about what is it you think makes Wonder Woman so special, and that and and they like, the what's same... your favorite? What's your favorite bit? What was your favorite bit? What did you uh, did you have fun whilst you were on the bit? And yeah, exactly. And all all the fan and... questions were just obviously pre-approved. Like, can you? What was your favorite costume? And then they go, well, I think I loved all the costumes. 
Like just yeah. everything was just like a like, non-answer to a non-question, and it went on for half an hour. It's yeah, it was insufferable. I like. Like I was trying to describe it to my girlfriend, and I was saying that we are. It, it was a sort of position where, if it was trailers, it's like you're like, oh cool, like this is a trailer coming up. I'm not fussed about this, and I'm going to look at my phone. But at this point, it's appropriate for me to look at my phone because it's. It's the film not the film. Yeah. The film hasn't started. And if I see that No Time to Die trailer one more time, I'm going to flip out. And if I see No Time to Die or Top Gun trailer again, Top Gun, I'm, yeah. I'm going to murder somebody. <laughs> and oh, it's, fuck, that was meant to come out this year, wasn't it? <sighs> uh, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just one of those things where I was just like, just come on just put it on because like, the annoying thing is it feels like a PR stunt it feels like a like selling you on the film because obviously they're just yeah. answering the questions in the way they would like if they're doing a press tour like they always you know you get loads of press tours they end up on, you know, on TV and they have the same pre-arranged answers but they're not doing that for this movie they're not having global premieres so they're trying to do it virtually but I understand the the thinking behind putting that in front of the movie when you just mm. paid for a ticket to watch it yeah, if you but paid, for, and also, and just the really frustrating thing was that they kept reiterating that you guys have been so patient. This has been so. I know you've waited so long, and we can't wait to share this movie with you. I'm like, well, put it on then. I'm here. I've, I've paid a fucking ticket. Put it on. So, please help me. I don't understand. Help like, me enjoy this film by giving me the film just i'm here like, i'm here i'm supporting you i've paid my yeah. i paid for a ticket we've we've come out during the pandemic to support to, and yes we've waited we've been patient put it on just put it on we're here mm. and like and what i like as well is that we're um, we're sat there watching it in a british cinema and britain british people generally we don't like pr stuff and sort of and glossy americans smiling at us and, and talking bollocks so it was clear that like we had people in the audience shouting oh thank fuck for that what a load of bollocks like shouting at the screen yeah. like you could hear people getting more and more pissed off with it so like you could hear there was like an audible gasp and an audible sigh whenever they were like they were and back. it's not over yet yeah when they like when coming they get... up and you're like we don't need another 15 minutes of this we just, yeah, just... need to see the fucking film yeah and then the awful, the awful like play acting is like oh where's hans oh hans couldn't be here oh let's go and see what's going on with hans. Oh, he's hans. always late hans you like... can't still be composing the movie's coming out <laughs> i was like patty you're a great director can you stop trying to act in things because you're really bad at it the same <laughs> thing with this weird this star wars announcement thing you were doing it was really awkward can you just be, be, be a director please it's like I, it's great that she's being on screen and like I loved her like she's so eloquent in the way that she talks about things she's such a talented a talented director and writer and producer and all of this stuff that she does she's, she's so so talented but it's like when you put her in something like that it's sort of you go no don't don't do that it's all just Let's so awkward and, yeah come on you'll you'll you yeah like if you want to do it brilliant but can we crack on? Yeah. Or could, or they could, you know what they could, they could have put it on afterwards. Or just release it online. If they'd have put it on, I'd have loved to have seen them put it on afterwards and it'd be like a Q and A event. Yeah. You know, it's a Q and A event. We've got these people who were invited to a premiere on this, this, and then they could do this and they could do this and they could do this. There aren't any major spoilers in this film. Like there aren't, 
well, tons I think of things. The, the, major, I, the major thing, and I, I don't know if this is the thing that, because I heard that apparently there was something from Graham Norton show got spoiled. I, I told you about that, didn't I? Apparently, uh, like, Gal, Gal yeah. Gadot got really annoyed with Graham Norton because he just let something out. So mm. the biggest spoiler is Steve, Trevor, and how he comes back. Right. Because that that's always been the, the people going, well, how have they done that then? To tell you that is to tell you the plot of the film, really. So yeah. I, I don't, I'm not going to say that. Um, and we maybe we'll do a spoiler tag to talk about how we think about that. But there's not that much else to say other than, like I say, it, they could have done a, a shit job of that. They didn't. No. Um, we sort of said our piece on that. And I think they, they did a really good job. Um, yeah, it's pretty effective. Like, he gives um, us more time with Chris Pine and Gal Gadot together. And like you say, they're, they're, they're so good together. Um, yeah. That is, yeah, they, they found a way around it. They found a way that made sense. Um, and it wasn't just a throwaway thing. It was it was the point of the film. So yeah, it was great, and it worked. Like yeah, I'm not gonna get. We're not gonna give away the plot too much because no. it is a little bit spoilery. Yeah, but at the same definitely. time, it it revolves around a lot of films a way that they work in different ways. Like there's a MacGuffin and so and so, and you know there's a, there's a plot device that requires the plot to be passed forward because it's now allowing this unabashed control and or non-control of this, that, and the other. But yeah, it works really well. It's just a really fun film that's driven with a lot of heart and a lot of soul and a lot of love and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Visually kind of spectacular. Some of the some of the oh, aerials, Christ, yeah. Some of the aerial scenes um, are brilliant. Um, not to spoil too much, but yeah, there's a that's another yeah. thing that I think you could spoil, which I won't say. Um, but there's a there's a scene involving Diana and uh, Steve in a plane that made me like it was a very much a, a crowd pleasing comic book moment. Yeah. Um, if you know anything about Wonder Woman, you probably know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, it's great anyway. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was really cool. Um, and yeah, and just and yeah, and I don't again, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a you know, you know what I'm talking about. What the the flying scene? Yeah, there's a there's a like a first flight scene if you like. Um, but I feel like that like it did a better job of doing the first flight scene than like much as I'd still like that scene, the scene in Man of Steel where they did a similar thing. Mm. Um, that is one of the better scenes of that movie, but I feel like Wonder Woman 84 probably did a better job of it in terms yeah, of someone coming to, grip, coming to grips with that power and how to do it. Um, and yeah. yeah, that was it was fucking beautiful. It was great. Yeah, because like um, Superman is like, he jumps three times and then he learns how to fly. Yeah. Um, whereas what happens in this isn't strictly flying. No. And what happens in, yeah, so what happens in this is very different in that way. But it's, again, it's delivered with a lot more heart. And that's one of the things that I would say about um, when we are looking at the other, um, the other content from DC. Like, none of it has any heart. It's just all dicks, muscles, explosions, and guns. And you just go, oh, yeah. you know, like, I know that you, you, you've a much better relationship with it than i do but yeah i'm a, I'm a dc i hold my hands up as a dc apologist um, yeah so. <laughs> to the point that what was it we were saying about it before and you were like and like literally a few months ago you were like i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna have this done before i, I think it's in one of our recordings probably around aquaman maybe probably um <laughs> and you're like i'm not gonna let them hurt me again i'm not gonna do it like i know what's gonna happen from now on and i know <laughs> this is this and then they said about um uh, the Snyder cut, Snyder and you were cut. like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then I was like, I'm not fucking doing it. And then you went, 
look, you know, I've got some good faith. I'm going to believe, I believe in him a bit. <laughs> and I'm like, you fucking straight back into it. Look, I, do, uh, look, I, uh, I don't know. Or have you heard what Patty Jenkins said about the Snyder Cut and that whole situation? No. They basically said that uh, both her and all the other DC filmmakers basically threw out the Joss Whedon cut because it doesn't square with what I was planning on doing with this movie and, and Diana generally. It doesn't fit right. with what we were trying to do. So I don't think any of us take that as being... We, 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 I was working with Zach and we had figured it out. Like Zach and Deborah Snyder are still producers on this movie and on the first Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? That, that's what the, that, so there was some collaboration going on. And she goes, well, yeah, what they were trying to do with the Joss Whedon cut was just turning into something it wasn't. And I think both mm. me and James talking about James Wan kind of just disregarded that because James Wan and um, Jason Moore have said something similar about Aquaman. They were like, Aquaman is a sequel to Zach's film, not Joss's. Um, right. But anyway, that's yeah, besides the point. Let's not get on. Let's not talk but about yeah. Snyder Cut. But that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> but then they make like they make this is good and Shazam was good. I enjoyed Birds yeah. of Prey. It wasn't the best, but like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's like, I just like, you know, as, as I've said a dozen times before, like I fundamentally disagree with what they've done. I think, yeah, I think the fact like it just, Mm. yeah, yeah, it's like a moral thing for me as much as anything else. And you're like, well, yeah, that I get it, but you're throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at this yeah, and so many other things you could launch. 10 or 20 more careers you know know. people like that would be yeah and yeah anyway but um yeah and i'd like that's to say like i think if this is how this new universe is going to work and this is how it's going to be if it's going to be optimistic and bright and bold and well, I think adventurous it's gonna, and exciting gonna, and like yeah. going to have different representation that isn't going to end with everybody punching a big grey thing yeah well I just think it's going to be I think every film is going to be different they're going to they're going to have they're going to run the gamut I mean we're going to get I mean the the, the Batman trailer yeah um, looks amazing that's not going to fit with this universe because in this universe it's Ben Affleck but they go okay well if it doesn't fit with the universe make it anyway same with they did with the Joker um, mm. So I think they've, they've finally tapped into that. And if it means that we can get stuff like Joker, at, but then also get stuff like Wonder Woman 84, then great. Because var- yeah. variety is the only thing that's going to keep, you know, these, these movies interesting and fun to talk about. If they all become the same, then what's the point? Um, yeah. And that's, again, another thing that I'll, I'll praise them for, you know, things like Birds of Prey. Like, a lot of people didn't see Birds of Prey or didn't like it. At least it was different. Yeah. It was different. It was R-rated. It was a little bit weird. It was a little bit quirky. It had a non-linear story. It was, yeah, it was different. It was bright. It was colourful. It was set during the daytime. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, you know, all, m- mostly female cast of the, the, of the, you know, of a team with the female director again. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like much as that, again, I feel that's going to be lost to history a little bit, that film. Um, but because it came out at the beginning of this year, believe it or not. <laughs> Fuck it did, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was like years ago I know I know um, but yeah again like if it means that we get films like that but they, they, the problem is they don't make enough money so they, they end up not making them but hopefully the, mm. like things like Wonder Woman had it not been this year I have no doubt this this movie would have made a billion dollars easily this would have been yeah. massive like this would have been a huge sum of blockbuster and might have ended up being one of the you know the biggest film of the year maybe um, 
but unfortunately we'll never know now um no. but we'll, we'll see what what the future holds for this whole stuff is really interesting now because i mean they've pissed off the filmmakers by this whole um you know uh hbo max release thing um <laughs> yeah a, a lot of the filmmakers are very unhappy about that even patty jenkins herself said you yeah, know it's not ideal even and like her and gal Gadot got paid off they got given like these massive bonuses to allow it to go on streaming really yeah they did but no one else has and no one else no one, the main thing is like none of them were consulted like Nolan wrote an op-ed about it. It's like, we went to bed thinking we were working for one of the best movie studios and then we woke up realising we actually work for one of the worst streaming services. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Um, but then like Denny Venus said something similar. He's very, he's really pissed off about it. And Legendary are trying to sue them who were trying, because Legendary have got Dune and um, Kong. Um, but then like, yeah, the future of the Wonder Woman franchise, you think they'd be like, right, full steam ahead for Wonder Woman 3. And she's talking about doing some sort of Amazon spin-off. But then she's gone, Actually, I'm going to go and work on Rogue One for Dis- for Disney. Yeah, uh, Rogue Squadron. Sorry, going to do yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go work for Disney and do Rogue Squadron. And now it's like, are they going to plow on without her? Gal Gadot probably won't want to. No, if they do get her back, she's going to be really pissed off at them, and so probably like Charmy Duane even more creative control or something. So God knows what's going to happen with the fr- future of this franchise. Um, but yeah, hopefully. Warner Brothers don't fuck it up. God, I hope not. Like, because it... they're in a good place. Like, if you think about the yeah, the two releases they had this year, despite it being the shit year, were Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah. Like one's a lot more niche, a lot more weird. Both films from female directors with fem- with predominantly female leads, um, and the other one would have been a massive blockbuster, crowd pleasing superhero film. Great, perfect balance of the two different things. Let's do more of that. But then now they've pissed everyone off, and the the, the whole the whole industry's mad at them. <laughs> yeah, it's... Like, remember, remember how like pumped everyone was that after DC fandom and all the stuff they announced during that, and yeah. then now here we are at the end of the year, and it's like, well, is any of that even going to be in the cinema anymore? Like, no, and that's like, yeah, like you say, all this stuff that's being shipped, fucking. HBO Max well, like, well, but, yeah, isn't, isn't you announced... available on international audiences isn't available in the UK which is like one of the is like a lot of country uh, well for a lot of companies it's like the testing ground yeah. so like they'll do like an early release here and then they will because then that can give them like a benchmark of how it's going to perform in America and how it's going to perform across Europe and in different parts of the world but we can't fucking see it in this country. So we can see it at the cinema, but then it's not going to have an effect or be a benchmark for anywhere else in the world because they're not getting it at the cinema. No. There's no, and also when we, when we, your nose off despite your face. Yeah, it's odd. It's really odd. Um, and then you, you just go, you start thinking about all the other things that are coming to like James Gunn's Suicide Squad would, be, would have been the next one up. Mm. And that's now like, well, they're going to put it on HBO Max. And again, might, maybe possibly we might get a release of it in the UK at the cinemas again. But yeah. I don't know. That's like August, um, and then like you know, and then going even further in the future, things they're talking about. So this Flash movie they're making with like Michael Keaton coming back to play Batman. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. Am I going to have to get an HBO Max subscription and a VPN in order to watch it, or can I go and watch it at the cinema? Yeah, like because I think a lot of people would probably want to see Michael Keaton back as Batman in the cinema. I think that's kind of a big draw. I think a lot of people would probably want to see that. <laughs> like, yeah. Also. 
Yeah, like yeah, like he's yeah remains as I was saying to you recently. Like Batman Returns, I watched it as part of my sort of twenty five days yeah. of Christmas that I've been doing, and um, he's so good. Like yeah. he's like this really sort of well, yeah. Like he sort of is the original Batman for me. Like I know Adam West was like, but he was like a different era. Yeah. But yeah, everyone, seeing everyone, him, everyone has their Batman, everyone has their Bond, and he's your Batman. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things I love is like seeing him and being like, he's fucking great. Like, yeah. he's um, absolutely brilliant. Like, he, he sells it. He's like this really, um, I don't know, like really stoic performance, like just very driven, very yeah. dark. And you go, oh, he's, he's, he's a good one. He's very, a good one. Very, and very then, turtlenecky. Yeah, where's where's the AIDS? You know, hey, turtlenecks are back anyway. It's cool now. <laughs> People love a turtleneck. It's a tactical turtleneck. A tactile neck. Tactile neck. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it works. Yeah. And then I just can't see them doing something like this. Well, I don't know. I mean, that again, if it really depends on if if this is in any indication of them giving creative control. You know, the yeah. director they finally tapped for this Flash movie is the um, Andy Machetti, the guy from It. Yeah. Um, so he's strong director by all accounts. So I, I don't know. But that, that we are, we're getting way off the point in terms of um, Wonder Woman 84. Um, but it's an interest, they're at an interesting impasse. Um, and we'll have to see what happens next with this franchise. Because I think, yeah, like I said, the next thing that's on the slate is this Suicide Squad movie, which again looks fucking mental. Um, yeah, it looks fucking ludicrous. And I've and it, had people like talk to me and be like, "What is this?" Yeah, and you're like, "Well, yeah." And you sort of have to explain that it is it's one thing, but not. Yeah, it's it's. I think that that's the thing. It kind of needs to be titled James Gunn Suicide Squad. They need to yeah. release it under that title because once people realise that, or just, well, you know, for film fans who know who James Gunn is and know you know Guardians all the rest of it, but then either that or I think they'll they'll put it. It'll be in the trailer. It was there from the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, and yeah. they'll have like yeah, and and just the cast he's assembles is, is insane. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping that at least we will get an opportunity to go and see that at the cinema next year. Um, yeah, I'll have to just wait and see. Um, but if if this if Wonder Woman is any indication of the direction they're going in terms of giving their their directors um, license to do what they want, um, yeah. and that really much very much sounds like what what they did with this with James Gunn. They basically said to him, "You can have any anything you want, any um, property within DC. You could have chosen to direct, and he chose Suicide Squad." Well, um, so didn't it? No. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. When you go James Gunn, yeah, of course Suicide Squad. Yeah, well, of course it would be. Like, yeah, so him, like he's he's not gonna like he could have done a Superman movie, but he's like, no, I'm gonna do Suicide Squad. Like, of course you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And they go, oh. we're we're disregarding everything. All, you know, most of the stuff that was previously established, but we'll keep Viola Davis and we'll keep Margot Robbie because they're both great. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, but they, he, yeah. Keep what works and then get rid of the rest of the shit. Yeah. 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 Like I'm completely, I'm completely on board for that because it's new and it's going to be different. That's, that's again, like I say about like these things, like I want to see new, I want to see different. I want to see something that isn't just the standard anymore. You know, I want to see these fun things. I want to see something where you're like, Oh, well, is is there going to be a risk here? You know, are we going to lose one of these characters? Mm. 
are we not? Or what's going to happen? Yeah, and, I, and that yeah, Wonder Woman is a great example. This uh, eighty four is a great example of it. I think, like I say, they they were more willing to take risks and and make it be its own thing than they were in the first one. I think the first one played it safe, um, and this one was just unabashedly, unashamedly, no, we're Wonder Woman. This is what we do. This is what we're all about. The whole plot's going to revolve around that, and we're going to have a great time doing it. Yeah, and it was great. Now, um, so yeah. I think that we'll probably wrap it up there. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll come back to it another time and talk about spoilers and stuff, but maybe not. Um, I don't if, yeah, I, I don't think we really need to talk about spoilers. I, th- I just, I just encourage people to go and see it. Like yeah, that. absolutely. I mean, if you if you're comfortable with it and there are there's a cinema need, you can go and see it um, with your bubble or whatever. Go out yeah. and see it. I think there are other things going on. Like I've seen advertised down here in um, in Hampshire. Um, they're doing a uh, a drive-in uh, screening of it um, on Boxing oh, nice. Day. Which is a cool idea. Obviously, that you know, limits all the social distancing stuff, so that would be a really good way of doing it as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you can, please go and watch it. Um, support a bit of cinema. Um, it is a really good time. I mean, there were kids in our audience as well. I think it would be a good like family Christmas film. Yeah, there's always something going on. I don't think it would bore kids really. I mean, I don't know, but <laughs> I don't think so. Um, no, we're not parents. We're, we're just yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we don't. Um, but yeah, it's a great. Um, sort of crowd sure film, and yeah, we really like it as as comic book fans, as nerds ourselves. This one gets a thumbs up, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I really, really, <clears throat> um, really enjoyed it. You know, it's it's yeah, it's not the best film that you're ever going to see, but it's probably probably the best superhero film. Oh, it's the best superhero yeah. film of twenty twenty, definitely. What <laughs> superhero films have been this year? Uh, Bloodshot. Oh yeah, it's better than that. <laughs> that's it. That's the only competition. Me is than that. But oh, yeah, yeah, again, that's that's another thing that's a bit of a shame with this year is that what would have happened if everything had gone according to plan, we would have had uh, Black Widow, and then a couple of months later, this. Mm. So we would have had like these two like absolute powerhouse superhero women, you know, female superhero films come out and absolutely just dominate the box office is what would have happened in the beginning of the yeah. year. But yeah. Um, so that will probably be like the next, speaking of, that'll probably be the next big superhero film we, re- we talk about. It will be um, Black Widow in May. Um, again, if everything goes according to plan. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, we'll all... see. May seems like a long way away. We'll be all right. Yeah, we'll find, we've got plenty of other things to talk about between now and then, haven't we? So Yeah. Um, speaking of, so we're going to wrap this one up now, but we are going to be getting on to uh, the Mandalorian finale. Uh, yes, we did see it. Like we know, the internet like melted. Um, so we are going to talk about it, and we're also going to be uh, finishing up our coverage of um, his dark materials um, with the finale of which is going to be on in like an hour's time. <laughs> yep. Um, so I know you have also, to. Run. I'm watching it. I'm going to be watching it a bit late, so don't tell me anything. All right, I'll shut up. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if you're watching those series, let us know what you thought about the um, about the finales. Particularly, I mean, the Mandalorian finale has got. There's a lot of discussion to be had around that, so definitely let us know what you think about that. Um, yeah, please. And please similarly, do. if you do get a chance to go out and see Wonder Woman, let us know your thoughts. Um, you can email us at theomcastpod at gmail dot com, um, or you can find us on. Um, Facebook, just search for the Omcast, search for the Omcast on the Instagram or Twitter or any of those places um, yep. and get in touch. And yeah, thanks for your continued support. Um, this has been a tough year. Um, we, I Thank think we say this at the end. Of, we say that at the end of every episode, but it can't be overstated. We really do appreciate it. Um, we, yeah, especially this year because it's like having, knowing that you guys are out there sort of 
listening to us and uh you know downloading and enjoying it and letting us know that you're doing so is really really nice for us because it and it sort of it gives us another reason to sort of keep doing it yeah because it is like one of those years where it's it's really easy to um to forget about this sort of it stuff. would be really, really easy for us to have just binned it off wouldn't it this year but i'm yeah i think we um yeah it's, it's been great that we've been able to keep it going yeah so yeah thank you everyone and you know i know we've had to sort of pivot slightly into uh talking about tv shows on a bi-weekly basis but i think you know we're still having fun with that yeah and uh yeah thank you for listening yeah thanks guys um and we'll see you on the next episode um like i say it's going to be probably the mandalorian but we we'll see how the chips fall um but yeah, yeah it'll be one of them it'll be one of them all right thanks guys all right see you next time bye bye i haven't watched it yet i couldn't bring myself to do it today because i was feeling too depressed but the um the stand needs watching Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do that. Um, I'm probably gonna do it whilst I'm wrapping my presents. But literally, yeah, it's the first episode. It's called the end, and I know the subject matter of it is about a pandemic wiping out the world. I was like, not today, not today. <laughs> yeah, you've not read or listened to the book. Have you? No, I know nothing about it okay. apart from Randall Flag and Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, well, it's um, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> No, yeah. it's honestly, it's one of my favourite books for the way that it describes, um, yeah, the way that it describes everything. Yeah, and you're like, oh Jesus, fuck! Like in a world where this in like super accelerated influenza that nobody knows how to control, and it's like, oh shit! It's like painfully close at this time, but also could be worse remember yeah yeah, yeah.